Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. Today's episode is actually a replay from last week's free webinar titled How Somatics and Nutrition Can Help Us Heal Trauma. And in this webinar, my team and I meet with a couple hundred people who were interested in learning about the six-week course, the origin story of the six-week course, and how my methods and philosophies and practices help to effectively uh, release stress and trauma from our bodies. So as you're listening to this, our six-week course is open for registration for another 10 days. So register. I'm looking right now at the exact date. Registration closes on Thursday, January 26th. So if you're hearing this before Thursday, January 26th and it resonates, go to the website, holisticlifenavigation.com, click on the course, and you can register to join us. It's going to be fantastic. And the course begins on February 6th. So let's dive in and listen to this replay. And there's so much to learn and so much wisdom that comes through at the Q&A at the end. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast, where we discuss every aspect of life through the lens of somatic psychology, nutrition, and self-inquiry. My name is Luis Mojica, and I'm a somatic educator who teaches people how to find safety inside themselves so they can better navigate this strange and sensational human experience. Your time to learn begins now. And take a moment just to kind of look around 
if you if you want to be on the screen, take a look through, see who's here. See how it feels to look at other faces. If you don't, see how it feels to be off the screen. Might be really nice. And it seems usually people are naturally muted when they come in, but there's something happening in this one where not everyone is. So if your mute is comes off, just put it back on. It keeps the, the noise down. We're going to start in just about a minute, just letting everyone settle in for a moment. So my name is Luis Mojica. Um, you might know me from, I don't know, social media or my podcast, or maybe someone referred you here. Um, I developed holistic life navigation from really my own journey, which I'll go into more in a little bit. But I first want to orient you to my team here. And then I'll talk a bit about how I came to this work. We'll introduce the course and how it works and how somatics and nutrition work together. And then we'll open up the forum for input and questions and Q&A time. Okay. So before we open up the, the forum for questions, please refrain from sending any direct messages to Camille or any of us, um, because a lot tend to come through and it can be overwhelming. Um, so when it's time to ask questions, then we'll open them up for Camille. I'll look at the hands and she'll answer the questions that she knows how to answer. Um, Marika is usually here. Marika is uh, the operations manager and my assistant. She wasn't feeling well, so she's not able to be here today. But her role in the course and in HLN is to help you with any back end, anything that's financial, any questions accessing platforms, things where you just need a little support, really with anything. She's kind of like the everything support person. So when you're in the course, she will be someone you can contact. But the main contact in the course is going to be Camille. She's the co-teacher. She's the community manager. She does a lot with this course with me. So I'm going to let you unmute and introduce yourself. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. As Louis said, I'm the assistant teacher and community manager at HLN, which means I'm basically just here to support you and answer any and all questions you may have as you're processing the, the material. Um, if you have questions about, well, what does this word mean? Or Louis said this really profound thing like two classes ago. Can you remind me where to find that information? I'm all there. I'll, I'll be there to help you along the way. I was a student in the class. And so it has been, it was really impactful for, for my life. And so I reached out to HLN and said, hey, how can I help you um, continue to uh, spread this information forward? And I was fortunate enough to be invited to join the team. And here I am. And I really, really do enjoy this work. And in particular, the HLN approach to this work, because it doesn't teach you what to know, but how to know. Um, and as you get into the course, you really begin to understand what that means. So again, thank you for being here with us. Thanks, Camille. Um, we have a new member joining our team in the course, which is really great. Personally, a dear friend of mine, and he composed all of the sound healing that we use throughout the course. And he's going to be offering live sound healing through the course, which is going to be amazing. We never did this before, but we're we're learning how well it's going to help people get into their bodies. Um, Evan, if you want to unmute and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. So my name is Evan. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so I have just joined the team. I will be doing email work, um, general admin. So if you shoot an email, you should get a chance. It'll go to me. Um, and then I'll also, like Louise said, be doing the live Thursday mornings with the sound healings, which I'm very excited for. Um, yeah, I met Louise probably about six years ago now. Um, we quickly became friends. I feel like there's a lot that I kind of, um, yeah, just had it had in common with Louise, especially like the impact that music has had um, in our kind of healing journey. Um, yeah, and then I started originally doing the podcast and helping out with that. And then since there, 
Um, thankfully, I was in a spot that I felt like I could join the team and there was there was an opening. So really excited to be here, really excited to help support um, the work that's happening. It's it's really special stuff. So thank you and nice to meet everyone. Thank you. So let's take a moment just to even feel that, just orienting toward the team here, just so you can see how did each person resonate in your body? What you notice from their faces, from the sound of their voices, from what they offer, and just seeing how your, your body responds to that. What makes this, this, I don't even know what, I, it's like, it's not a company, it's not an organization. <laughs> what makes this practice, is the easiest way to put it, very unique, especially the course, is that we're all here the whole time. So it's not drip content that comes to your email and you're kind of figuring out how to integrate it. We're live teaching it. We're live responding to you. We're on the platform of Circle responding to you. You're consistently having a relationship with us through the whole six weeks, which is one reason why it's so effective. Because in somatics, we learn so well through co-regulation and co-regulated spaces. The body doesn't have capacity by itself to understand everything. But the network of other nervous systems in a community stretch out that capacity and help us digest things differently, right? So I'll actually go into the course first. I usually go into my story, but I'm feeling like this is a good just way to kind of go into how we structured it for the nervous system and for learning. And then I'll talk a bit about um, how how and why I got here. So the course is it's a six-week course. And each week we have four live sessions. Now, every that's a lot, right, for a course. Usually it's like one a week, and then every two weeks it might be a Q&A or maybe one or two. And that's how this one started, actually. It started out as a four-week course almost three years ago, and it just wasn't enough. People were like, oh, I wish we had more time with you. People were like telling Camille, I want six more months with you. <laughs> we're like, we can't do that yet. But how can I stretch this? So over time, it turned into a six-week course because the the work particularly in week four and five around mind and thought and the biology of belief and subconscious meaning was so rich that it needed to be actually split up into two weeks. It couldn't just be a little piece that we talked about on the PDF form. So we stretched out the course into six weeks. And then we those six weeks have comp compromised of, comprised of four different live meetings specifically so you can titrate in the information throughout the week. So how do, what does that mean? That means every Monday is a live lecture with me. So it's a 90-minute session. They're at 12 p.m. Eastern. And I spend a good, I would say, 30, 40 minutes just bringing you the philosophy of that week's practice. I'm going to go into what all those week's topics and practices are in a moment, but first with the structure. So I bring in the practice, I explain it to you, I give you the background, I help you feel it in your body in real time. So we have lots of pausing, lots of embodiment practices just within the lecturing. So you can even notice, ooh, where did that touch me just now? Or when I heard that philosophy, what in me awakened? Just like Camille said, this isn't about what you're learning or what you're feeling or what you should do, but how, because it comes up from your own body, it moves through you. And you learn that in real time, which is really cool with the live lectures. And then Wednesdays, we meet again at 12 p.m. Eastern for 90 minutes. And I host a live practice session where I teach you the actual techniques and practices that the lecture on Monday was explaining. 
So you get this relational experiential experience on Monday of just taking in the information, feeling it, kind of sitting with it. It's usually more mental for some people. And then Wednesday is very somatic. We take those things from the mind and we actually feel them in the body and practice them as a group and in demos, which are invaluable. People participate to come forward and demonstrate with me what a practice looks like. So we learn through watching, witnessing, and experiencing. And at the end of both of these lecture and uh, and the Wednesday practices, there's always a Q&A. And when I say Q&A, we really just mean a weaving. We open up 20, 30 minutes of time to ask questions, give input, disagree with me if something didn't make sense to you. Be like, oh, can you tell me more about this? Or I have this situation. How would you apply this? And we learn a lot in that moment too, because all the collective voices and experience and wisdom deepens the work beyond what I can do alone, because it's work that I know but it might be digested in your body differently because of your experiences. And then you've just expanded all of us. So it's highly relational where I'm throwing it out and then you're throwing it back. And then together we're weaving this, this, this work in real time, which is pretty cool. Thursdays are the new ones. That's going to be really exciting. So Thursdays are 10 a.m. Eastern. They're half-hour sessions. And what we're going to be doing on Thursday is going to be a somatic practice with a sound healing. What that means is Marika and Evan are going to be hosting this together. Marika is going to choose a practice. There's usually anywhere between two and four practices a week that you'll be getting. She'll choose one that's the most uh, foundational, meaning most important to work with. And she'll lead you through that. So it'll be a guided practice. And then Evan will, will do a sound healing. Whether it's live or pre-recorded, he'll be hosting the sound healing that he has created. And that will get your body feeling whatever the practice is trying to bring you to if the mind is in the way. So it's this incredible experience to bathe your body in sound after being led through a somatic experiencing practice, which is incredibly effective. Sound is a beautiful way to access parts of the body and safety in the body because sound is quite non-binary, especially a non-dual, especially sound healing. There aren't lyrics there, there isn't a, a beat or melody you follow. It's a, it's a wave that that touches you and caresses you through sound. So it's going to be. Uh, I'm so excited to see any of you joining. You're going to be part of the experiment of the sound healing. So we get to see how did that affect you. And I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one. Then Fridays we have the Q and A sessions with Camille. Those are 90 minute sessions, 12 p.m. Eastern as well. So everything's 12 p.m. Eastern except for the Thursdays, which are 10 a.m. Eastern for a half hour. Fridays are 90 minutes at the end of the week. So after you've done the lecture, after you've tried some practices, after you did the sound healing, and you're like, I just don't get it. You come to the Friday session and you say to Camille, I just don't get it. Can you help me? Camille will do demos with you if needed. She'll answer the question. She'll be a place for input. Like I did this on Wednesday and this happened. So it's this live place to just weave for 90 minutes. No lecturing, just Camille holding space for you to collectively share, ask questions, get support. Anything you want to add to that, Camille, since that's your offering? Uh, no, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I would I encourage people to think of it sort of like just this open office hour space. Like we said, no lecture. It's just a space where either you come to ask questions or share your reflections. Like I did this practice and then X, Y, Z happened. So yeah, it's just kind of a nice um, cap at the end of the week to reflect on or to ask questions about what you may have experienced that week. So if you just kind of take that in for a moment... You can see how this is designed to slowly bring this information to you in different formats throughout the week. So the brain, the mind is getting some intellectual understanding. 
the body's getting some somatic experiencing. The sound healing is opening it up without you having to do a thing. And then Friday is a place to kind of come in and just earn and integrate and share and witness. And we find it to be super effective instead of just kind of learning from a, just a computer. It's again, a highly relational model where we are with you and we're doing it in real time and we're doing it in an embodied way. Now, those of you thinking, well, real time for those who can make it, because that's a reality. Some people cannot make it in real time. All of these are recorded and all of these are downloadable. So every week, I think like within an hour after we do them, Camille puts them onto the circle space. So the replays are available immediately. You can listen to them and you can also at the same time download them in video and or audio formats. So you could have on your computer audios of the whole six week course and listen to them on you know replay whenever you need to for reminders. At the end, Marika makes this incredible little Google Drive. So it's a one click link where you can download all the contents of the course. So if you miss something, if you weren't able to be there in week three, if you can never make a Monday because you work Mondays, you'll always have access to the course. And this is why our circle space was implemented. We didn't have this before and having it changed everything. Those who are following along with replays, this is particularly true for those in Australia and certain time zones where they just can't make it because they're sleeping. It's the middle of the night. You're able to watch the replay. And then in real time, when you're feeling things coming up from the replay, you get to go to circle and say, whoa, this practice in pendulation is bringing this up for me. Camille, what can I do here? And she'll respond to you when she wakes up in Eastern Standard Time. So even if you can't be there live to integrate with us, there is this living, breathing community on Circle that is digesting with you, holding you, witnessing you, responding to you. So the support is through the entire six weeks through the Circle space, in addition to the live spaces we're in. Okay. So again, just oh, pausing. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Camille. Louise, I just want to say one more thing about the the recording. Is some people have that question: well, if I can't attend live, am I really going to get everything out of it? And just like Louise explained, there's still the circle interaction. And for some of us, we actually don't have the capacity to sit down for a 90 minute session, and that's totally fine. For some of us, even if we have the time and the space to attend live, our capacity may be: well, maybe I only want to watch 30 minutes of it live, and then I want to watch the other 60 minutes as my body has space. So that's the other thing to think about, that you don't have to attend it live. You have the recording to engage as your capacity allows. I love that. We get a, a handful of people, every cohort that say, whoa, this is too much for me to sit through. One, because you're just sitting. Two, because it's big information. And the information awakens things in you. So your own traumatic experiences sometimes wake up, which we want them to be, and we give you a way to relate to them when they do, instead of being in a situation where they come up, oh, what do I do with this? I wasn't prepared. Our entire six weeks is trauma-informed. So we're prepared to help you when that happens. And the recordings are amazing for that because we've had some people where they, they find their threshold is like 30 minutes. They get off after 30 minutes, then two hours later, they listen to the other hour via replay. And a lot of people digest the course better when they watch the replays, whether they came live or not. Because there's a charge with being live. I mean, you can feel it right now. And that charge is excellent. And as you'll learn in the course, if you don't know this already, the charge is what keeps you from being able to learn and take in information. When that charge in the body, that pressure that you feel, that heightened kind of aroused adrenaline state, that charge is what we call it. When it gets too high, the body says enough and it starts shutting down its ability to receive. 
And so that can look like numbness, that can look like dissociation. So these are reasons why we've made everything um, recorded, replayable, and yours at the end. So you can always look back. We have people that write us a year later that say, well, I'm so glad I have this because I just rewatched Mondays and now I finally get it after a year. That's just how it works because you can't make your body get it. Your body gets it when it's ready. You can try to wrap your mind around it and that's cool. But for the body to actually experience and digest it, none of us have control over that. And so everyone learns this at a different pace in a different way. So we've created so many ways for you to learn it in these six weeks. Just feeling that myself. See, there's anything I'm missing there. We have audio exercises as well. You'll get every week. So if there's four practices that week, there's also going to be four simultaneous audio practices that I've recorded. Evan has edited and put some sound healing music into it. And so you get to have me prompt you and guide you if you don't want to read a PDF on your own and try to do the practices yourself. And those are super helpful. And you get those for life. So the entire course is yours when it's over. You get everything, it's yours. And we keep it for a year even on our hard drive. So if you lose it somehow, we can send it to you. So that's really like the structure of how the course works. Now the themes, and these themes really came from my own my own journey. So I think I may talk about my journey really briefly. Uh, and then you'll understand why there's these six specific topics we focus on. So I was... At this point, I feel lucky. At the time, I felt cursed. I was born into a body that had an intersex expression. So I was estrogen dominant, right? It didn't make much testosterone. And this went on for 13 years, which meant I was being bathed in female hormones. So I developed breasts, I developed hips, and my brain and my identity was much more female than it was male because of this, this expression of my body. Now, you can imagine, especially in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't the conversation we have today around gender or fluidity. Didn't exist. And I grew up in central Pennsylvania. And so it was a strange um, line to walk between, you know, being male, but internally, biologically, also being very female hormonally. Didn't really know what to do with that. I loved myself as I was. I didn't think much of it. But then as I started developing these breasts and being in school and being seen in gym class, I started getting extreme hate, extreme ridicule that led to assault, many different kinds of relational traumas. And my body was writhing with pain from this daily experience of, of being hated, really, and sometimes physically assaulted. That pain, that feeling was the response of these events which I would come to learn many years later, the events weren't the trauma. I thought that until I learned somatics. The events were the cause of what was in my body now. But what was in my body now was actually the trauma. So as I was developing more, as I was around 13, my body moved into making estrogen. I mean, testosterone is very interesting. And I started having a normal male puberty. And then I started feeling much more, I wouldn't even say feeling male. I felt like different. You know, I'm just actually becoming more male in the last couple of years. I feel like I'm settling into my body. But I had this experience of being on these kind of two sides hormonally. And I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to deal with the hatred. I didn't know how to deal with the trauma. So I binge ate. That was my way of trying to soothe a really activated body. And through binging a lot, I mean a lot of food, I developed a bunch of health conditions. So I had cystic acne all over my face and my back and my chest. It was really painful. It would bleed. I would have scars. 
I had asthma and it was so severe. I had to be on a nebulizer twice a day for a half hour. I couldn't breathe, plus take an inhaler. All the steroids made my hormones even more um, imbalanced and, and affected my liver. So then I developed seborrheic dermatitis. I would get these huge rashes that would weep and bleed. My hair was falling out. I was um, 50 pounds overweight. My cholesterol was really high. I was pre-diabetic. This was at age 14. So at a really young age, when people are usually feeling like vibrant and young, I was really sick and I always thought I was going to die. I had insomnia, anxiety attacks. It was like one thing after another. My anxiety got so bad that doctors misdiagnosed me with a brain tumor because my symptoms were that of someone that had a neurological illness. And after all these tests and studies, they couldn't find any brain tumor. They couldn't find any heart condition. And I would come to learn that's because trauma is invisible. It shows itself these expressions, but it itself is invisible. You can't really see it or test for it, you know, um, scientifically speaking. The closest we're getting now is we're learning through the adrenals. We're learning and, so, and through some nerve inflammation, we're able to see the, the effects of trauma. But trauma is really unseen. And that's what makes it so tricky. It's a, it's a subconscious somatic experience that you really can't test for very easily. You have to look at the symptoms of it. So again, I wasn't, I, it was not a trauma informed era I lived in. So I just lived with this for a while. And then one day I picked up a guitar that I had in my room because I just loved the way they looked. I was not a musician and nothing about music. And I started strumming it. And the vibrations of the guitar, anyone who's ever played a guitar knows that it presses right against your chest and your belly. And my chest and my belly had become these two places I was completely dissociated from because of my, my body's expression. I hated this part of my body. So it was numb and I just never looked at it ever. It was highly dysphoric and dysmorphic. So I didn't trust it. I didn't understand it. I just didn't want any part, a part of that body, anything to do with it. So I strum this guitar and these sensations start coming into my body on the very places that I've experienced assault, the many places I'd experienced hatred, the many places that I had numbed myself away from or had numbed themselves from me to be more accurate, I started feeling and it felt good. And I, I didn't have that. I didn't know what that feeling was to feel good in those areas. And it, this was so subconscious and accidental. I wouldn't understand this until two years ago. I didn't have language for this. And this was like 17, 18 years ago. And I just started chasing that feeling. So I would spend hours in my room just strumming this guitar. I had no idea about chords. I didn't know how to play it. That feeling was just so good. And that feeling is what I would learn was safety, was this biochemistry of the constriction starting to do this, starting to loosen. My body was able to relate to sound, to the being of vibration because it didn't trust other humans because of all the you know abuse I had been through with them, but it could trust the sound coming from this guitar. And then that moved me into trusting nature and beings other than human. And I would learn through just, again, happenstance, I could co-regulate and find safety with other creatures that were outside of the human species, which was great because I felt super isolated and afraid of humans. So my body started having this natural state of regulation occurring from my relationship with these other beings and experiences. And that would lead me into changing the way I was eating, which that's a whole other story I'm not going to go into. But a, a very traumatic incident had occurred with a friend of mine, and it propelled my mother to buy a juice machine 
And when she bought this juicer, I started drinking these juices and my acne just started going away. I'm like, what? I didn't know food could do anything for acne. And then I got really curious. I'm like, what else could food do? And I started following, eating, reading, listening. I mean, I was obsessed. And after I think it was a year, maybe a year and a half, all of my conditions were gone. Cholesterol was gone. My seborrheic dermatitis was gone. The acne was completely gone. I barely have any scars because it went away at such a young age. So my skin was able to heal and develop. My asthma left, my weight balanced, everything physically changed. And that's when I got really curious about the body's relationship to the mind. Because up until that point, there were two narratives I was given. One, I had general anxiety, which just means no one knows why you have it. I had PTSD, I had Tourette's syndrome, and I had nervous tics, all these things I was diagnosed with. And, and they're still in me, depending on what happens, I can feel them come up sometimes. And I had always, you know, biological expressions and uh, medical illnesses. And I started realizing how much this was a relationship between body and mind, and that it was a subconscious relationship to past trauma. I didn't know I had trauma. I didn't walk around as a teenager remembering these relational traumas I had with people. It just wasn't even something I thought of because it happened. I dissociated from it. And what I was left with were the symptoms, the reverberations, the echoes. And so I was so lucky because another horrible event happened where I went to the dentist and I had dental surgery and it created such a pain throughout my body. And that pain was the same pain I experienced one time during assault. And it took me back to that image in my mind. And it was a flashback that was somatic and mental, something that my body had blocked out because I couldn't handle it. And it took over my life. And for a good year, year and a half, I was full-blown anxious again, PTSD, getting migraines three times a week. This was in my mid-20s. And I went to psychologists, psychiatrists, coaches, hypnotists. I went everywhere I could go trying to figure out what was going on. And as I went to these people, these beautifully well-meaning people, I was given new diagnoses. You know, I was given like general anxiety, PTSD, childhood survivor of sexual assault, all these identities that actually for me made it worse. There was a part of me that loved them because the identity was like, finally, I get why my body's doing this. And then the other part of me was like, oh, but this is who I am. I don't like being that person. I don't want to be a survivor of sexual assault. Like, I don't want that to be what I'm carrying every day. But I didn't have any other way. That was all I had until I found somatic therapy. I went to this woman's office as someone told me, oh, check this woman out. She works with trauma in the body. And just that, that statement, trauma in the body, I'm like, that's interesting because everyone else is working with trauma in my mind. And I would go to these therapy sessions, sometimes for the one was a year and a half. And we would just be talking about my trauma and my body wouldn't be even part of the conversation. And I would leave with more anxiety, more migraines, more tension, even though we were like, properly identifying things I had completely repressed. So I thought I was getting better because I was identifying it, but I wasn't learning how to relate to how my body was holding it still. So I also, like many of you probably thought, well, if I make sense of it, if I learn where it came from, if I can identify what happened, I can start healing. That was not the case for me. And I would find out it was not the case for a lot of other people. So at the time, I was a practicing nutritionist, and I was seeing this happen in my practice with people. I was seeing their emotions and how they were relating to their foods and their food habits and their cravings. And when they had stress or trauma, how their body would, would cope with that through food, which I'll get to more in a bit. But I went into this woman's office and I sat there 
and I'm telling her my story like I told every new therapist. Anyone that's been in therapy knows what I'm talking about. You get really good at your elevator pitch about your trauma experiences. And so I was just like, here it is. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And she paused me, which no one ever did. Usually I just spoke for the whole 40-minute session. They gave me five minutes of feedback. I paid them like 200 bucks. <laughs> I went home. And so they. she paused me. It's like, stop there. I was like, how dare you? Just pause me. I'm telling you like the worst thing that ever happened in my life. And she goes... Where do you feel that event in your body? And I was like, even as I say it, I get chills to this day. I was like, whoa, no one has ever asked me where I feel. And right there in that moment, it all fucking clicked. It was like, that's it. I have never once paused to see where these events are in my body. And what was so profound for me is I finally understood this thing I'm going through, this PTSD, binging, anxiety, relationship issues, all these things I was going through, it wasn't because the trauma happened 20 years ago. I kept thinking it was because of this thing. It was because 20 years ago was still stuck in my tissues and my fibers and was trying to find a way out. And I didn't even know I could feel it in my body. I thought it was just something in my mind to be with. So my body was getting more anxious and more traumatized the more I talked about and thought about these experiences. So after a few months with her, I had so many releases. And I think the most profound, this is the only one I'm going to share because there's too many to share and we don't have enough time. But the most profound one was, uh, so when I was 23, I ended up getting top surgery and I was able to present male because I make male hormones and I look very male and I am for the most part. So no one would ever know that I had that experience of the estrogen dominance and having breasts. So I thought with the surgery, I was good. I would go swimming. I would like work out. I would just make it look like nothing happened. And until I worked with her, which was about six years after the surgery, I noticed that I was still walking around like this. And any of you who have developed breasts know what I'm talking about. You develop this posture of hiding them because of the attention you get for them. And I have the strange experience of misogyny. You know, I part of it, not all of it, but of that feeling of when someone sees this part of you as feminine, they think they can do things and treat you a certain way. I experienced that from fifth grade to eighth grade. till I just started binding and hiding my chest all the time. And so my body was still hiding breasts that didn't exist. And that was the moment I really understood somatics. That even though the situation was over, even though it was literally gone, I lived in a new state. No one knew my background. I totally, I didn't tell anyone whatever happened. It didn't matter to my body because my body had developed the trauma response of expecting someone to see this part of me and hurt me. And so it was still walking around like this. And that was the real shock for me. And as I started doing somatics, my shoulders started doing this. And my migraines started going away. And my food habits got even easier and better. And I I didn't binge anymore. Not because I had willpower, but I didn't need to binge anymore because there wasn't a charge to suppress with food. So my entire life started changing because I was able to learn what my body was still holding and how to release it. So my immediate thought when I started transforming was I have to teach other people how to do this. I have to, because I deeply intuitively understood it as if I did in my whole life, but I had no idea what the language was or how to even explain it to people. So I would spend the next four or five years deeply entrenched in somatic psychology, studying, training, practicing, getting um, 
counseling from other other uh, psychotherapists, having a supervisor, doing supervised sessions with clients. Like I wanted to get as good at this as possible so I could teach it. And then in 2020, 2020, before it became the 2020 we would all know, this was like early February, I taught my first course because my wait list was so long from people that needed this work. I couldn't work with them. I thought, well, if I just teach people how to do this, they can do it themselves. And that's how this course was born. The desire to teach people how to do this themselves. And we have seen, Camille and I, and if Mariko was here, thousands of people come through this, these doors in the last three years that now know how to release trauma and stress themselves. It's amazing. And I say that with an asterisk because some of us need help throughout the way. I still need help, right? Even though I teach this really well and I get it and I do it really well with myself, there's times that I notice my body is at capacity and I have to call a somatic therapist and work with them for six weeks. And then, oh, thank you, I'm good. And I go back to myself. But the foundations of this, this course, it's everything I learned since I was 16 to now. And everything that I think anyone needs to do to really understand the foundations of body relationship. Okay, so I'm just going to pause so we can just feel that I said a lot. And, and when I say feel that, try to feel what's coming up in you from my story. Where does my story take you into your body? And we're not going to open up any um, questions just yet. So we'll just have to wait for that. But just noticing like what comes up to meet you? What sensations, what emotions, what images, what thoughts? Because it's not about me. It's really about where it takes you and your truth and your experience. So let's just give that a minute. And this is part of the embodied learning practice. Disorient from the person on the screen and orient to the body. What's my body doing with this information? Some of you might need to look away from the screen to do that. Close your eyes. Stretch. And just notice that. You don't even have to understand it. You can just practice, okay, there it is. There's something for me here to, to be with, okay? So these, these six tenets that I developed for this course that came from my own practices with myself and my professional practice with clients, see, I'm going to read them off so we can understand them. Week one, what is trauma and what is safety? We really understand and experience even more than understand. We learn how to experience what trauma feels like and what safety feels like. For a lot of us, we don't have any clue. We live in an activated place because we develop that way. So safety is like a concept. We don't even know what that feels like. And trauma, we're so used to the feeling of agitation and stress in the body. We don't even know what that feels like. That's our baseline. So we learn how to differentiate sensations, which is like the, such foundational work. Camille has said so many times, right? Like the first week practices, you, that's still the main thing you apply in your life. So these things you're going to learn in week one, if that's the only thing you did the whole six weeks, that will profoundly change your life as it has ours. And it starts by just sensationally having awareness of what's trauma, what is safety, right? Week two is what we call the quiet diet. We call it a diet because it rhymes. It's not a diet in the way we think of dieting. It's a, a guideline, really, that you're allowed to follow or not. And you can titrate as much information or as little as you want based on your own body. Being a nutritionist for so long and having my own experiences with nutrition healing things in my body, I came to learn how much adrenaline and nutrition relate. 
And once you learn how nutrition and adrenaline relate, you have an incredible tool for lowering the amount of stress and, and trauma that lives in your body. Because biologically, stress and trauma are chronic adrenal responses. Trauma and PTSD, I'll say PTSD, that's an adrenal response that is on even when there's not a threat. It's essentially what it means biologically. So before we even go into the somatic practices, into developmental trauma, into self-inquiry, into the mind-body connection, before we do any of that in the course, we spend an entire week on nutrition. So you can begin reducing or eliminating things that stress out your body and activate it and create adrenaline and bringing in things that release adrenaline, that actually detoxify adrenaline through your gut. And that's amazing because the less adrenaline you have, the less symptoms of trauma you'll have the less PTSD symptoms you'll have, the less anxiety you'll have, and the more capacity you'll have. So we work with nutrition as a way to create capacity, not for health, not for weight loss, not for beauty. All those things are like wonderful add-ons that happen usually when we do these things, but that's we don't care about that here. We really focus on how does food affect the adrenals and the nervous system. And this nutritional guideline is for the nervous system, the adrenals, and blood sugar. And when those three things are, are well nourished, your, your symptoms of trauma and stress reduce significantly, even when you're still experiencing chronic stress every day. So that's the first thing we do really in the body for the, for the course before we get into hitting deep. Week three is how we relate, how we regulate. This is where we learn about developmental trauma through childhood. This is where we learn like why we pick certain relationships over others. This is where we learn to identify co-regulators, co-dysregulators. This is where we learn about animism and the ability for the body to relate to other than humans and how deeply profoundly healing that can be when we're in, when we're in uh, trauma and chronic stress in response to humans and relationship ruptures, right? So week three is a deep dive into co-regulation, co-dysregulation, co-dependence, and auto-regulation, which would also include addictions and compulsions. And we learn how all these things that we judge about ourselves are just ways our bodies are trying to find safety. And then we bring them new ways of finding safety. So I, you'll never hear us say, stop doing anything ever in the six weeks. We give you new things to do. And just like me with a guitar by accident, your body will feel so good with those new things, it will start preferring those over the other things that were habitual. So the body eventually just kind of expresses a new expression and transforms as it needs to based on how it feels. Week four is belief becomes biology. This is where we work with understanding how the subconscious becomes a physical state. And a lot of our general stress and anxiety comes from subconscious meaning and belief that we don't even know we're having. So we learn how to feel into the subconscious via sensation, how to work some of that out. So we're not unconsciously believing something that's hurting our bodies. And it's profound because anyone experiencing anxiety is someone who is unconsciously preparing for a future disaster, real or not. Anyone that feels depression or overwhelm is someone that is being sandwiched by the past, past, past threats, future threats, pushing against a body. So we learn how to differentiate that and how to start coming into the now and feel the nowness until something happens. We never claim something's not gonna happen. We just say, well, something may happen and at some point there will be ruptures and trauma in your life, injustice, all these things are gonna happen at some point, unfortunately. And we give you a way to be with the reality that right now you're safe. So you can differentiate where my mind is going and where my body is right now. 
And that's hugely important, especially with PTSD. Week five is physiology of meaning. This is where we work with overcouplings. Overcouplings, I mean, Camille and I could talk about them for years because they are the source of everything. <laughs> like every prejudice and bias that exists in the world, every phobia, every time you get triggered, that is all rooted in overcoupling, which is a subconscious somatic association that this is always going to equal this. And it comes from past experiences of threat and trauma and conditioned learned fear from people that you grew up with and your society you're around, what you watch on the news, all these things. And they get overcoupled. So I walk into a room, I smell cinnamon. Someone hurt me in a room that smelled like cinnamon when I was 10. I might not even know that memory. My body has overcoupled cinnamon with threat. We do this with people, places, ideas, you name it. So we learn how to identify overcouplings and how to uncouple them, which is brilliant. We stop getting triggered as much and we start feeling safer in, in most situations. It's, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. And finally, week six is where we dive into self-regulation, learning specific practices and techniques for self-regulation, learning what it's like to be the witnesser and really notice the charge instead of being the charge and, and creating the, how do I want to say this? Creating the environment in your own conscious mind to witness and relate to the parts of you that are stressed. Self-regulation just means my conscious mind creates safety with my body. That's all it means. And it's different from auto-regulation, which would be like me binge eating. That was auto-regulation. Not good or bad, but just that's what it was. Self-regulation is I don't need anything because my conscious mind is where I find safety. And that's profound because most of us don't find safety in our minds. We're usually really overwhelmed by what our minds are saying and doing. So week six, we work with self-regulation because it is probably the most difficult. And we like to wait till we've you know, practiced a lot of other things the prior five weeks till we go to self-regulation. I already hear Camille in my mind. What do you think I'm hearing? <laughs> do you want to try it out? I don't know. Um, you want to give me a hint? The, the phrase you always give us about the, about the amount of time it takes. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot, a lot of information, a lot of information, a lot of practices. And it's really, really, really important that we all internalize and we'll be there to remind you. It takes six weeks to learn a lifetime to practice. So uh, many, many people come into the course with these um, uh, expectations, even a judgment like, okay, I should be healed. I should be fixed by the end of six weeks. We're going to encourage you not just to release that judgment, but really all judgment and really pivot to a place of curiosity and be compassionate and slow with your body. And remember that is six weeks just to receive what over 17 years worth of information that release has collected. It's taken him 17 years to personally and professionally receive all this information. And it's going to take him six weeks to convey it to you. Now, integrating it, that's a lifetime. That's a lifetime. I just want to pause so we all take that. It's so important. I don't want to market in an unethical way on purpose or by mistake by saying in six weeks, you're going to heal your trauma. You're not. I don't believe in that. I really want you to receive that. Because if there's a place in you that has an urgency, is I need this because in six weeks, I want to be healed. This is not for you. We're not going to do that. We don't hold space for that. We don't mislead people that way. Camille said it better than I've ever said it. It takes me six weeks to convey what it took me 17 years to learn and practice and, and integrate. So it takes me six weeks to teach it. 
it doesn't take six weeks to do it, <laughs> six weeks to teach it. Then your body, and we say this in, through the course, I mean, like I said, two to four practices a week, do the math, that could 20, 24 practices you're getting out of this, which you own. You don't have to do four practices a week. You pick one that works for your body. You try them. We try them out together on Wednesdays. You'll try them on Thursdays. We'll try them through the week. The one your body connects to, that's your practice. That's the one you sit with. And that's why you download everything. So you have many years like I've had to play and come back. Now, one of the best things about this that wasn't available before and is now is our membership. It's $50 a month. You cancel whenever you want. There's no contract. And when you're done with a six-week course, you're invited into the membership space. That's a place where if you want a lot more support and a lot more practice, we meet like five days a week sometimes. And we do so many different rituals and exercises and fun events to practice how to build capacity for joy, how to build capacity for safety, how to work with triggers, how to play with being seen by other people in real time. And, and it's a way to actually, if you want to be in the, the culture, if you will, not cult, <laughs> the culture of the work, you can be in the culture of it with us and play and practice with other bodies until you feel like, okay, I'm good. Then you hop off and you go do whatever and come back if you need to again. So we have created ways for this to slowly unfurl in your life because somatic healing, it you can't time it. You can. You can time intellectual healing. You can say, I'm teaching you this stuff and the test is on Friday and you must complete the test to show me how much your mind understands this. But this is not intellectual mind healing. This is body. This is learning how mind becomes a friend to the body. But it's not about how much you can know or learn in six weeks. It's about how much you can feel. And some of us have more capacity, not good or bad, just more capacity to do three exercises a week. Some have capacity to do one a week. Your body will tell you, and we will help you discern that as well. Um, Camille, I'm going to pass it to you. Anything you want to add about the course? Anything I forgot? Anything you want to just throw out for people? Then we're going to open up questions, comments, Q&A. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll add is that more than likely, this will be like unlike any other course that you've taken in a myriad of ways. First, there are no shoulds at HLN. So this will be the probably the first course you've ever taken where we're going to tell you there is no right answer. There's the right answer for your body. And that's what we mean by we're not going to tell you what to know, but how to know. And that can cause a little bit of frustration because sometimes we want to be told, well, tell me to do this and this and it'll lead to that. It's, it's more about learning the language of the body and how and what it means for you, what it means for you right now and how that may be different than what it means for you two days, two weeks, two years from now. Um, so there's going to be that really that pivot from judgment to curiosity. There is no right answer. There is no shoulds. Um, we also, just like with the diet, um, the diet, it applies to everything we share with you in the course. Take what serves you, leave what doesn't. There's going to be aspects of the course that really resonate with you, a practice that's spot on. Um, but then there might be another and you're just like, that doesn't really work for me. Okay, do you boo? So it's kind of this, this choose your own, uh, your, your own adventure. And then lastly, as you're actually physically sitting in the course, we're going to invite you to really notice what your body needs. We're going to invite you to lay down if you want to. Turn off the camera, turn off the lights, feel free to eat and drink on camera. Again, there are no shoulds uh, here, here at HLN. So it'll, it'll be different than a lot of other courses you've probably have been in. That was the, the last thing I wanted to share, Louise. I'm glad you did because the somatic uh, experience of education is so different than the intellectual one. So different. So there is no domination of body here. 
you know, we we often say this is inherently a decolonizing act of the body because you're no longer dominating it and forcing it to do things. You're noticing, I need to get up and walk around. You're noticing, I have to stretch and yawn. You're noticing, well, that made me cry. I'm going to have a cry and lay down. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. You're. It's about the body. It's about listening to the body, even when you're with us in real time. So there's never good student, bad student. There's just student. And how's the body receiving it? And are you listening? And we'll remind you of that, you know, through the lectures. I just pasted the link in the chat if you click on the chat for the registration. So if you want more information, the dates, the rates, all that, it's $600 one-time payment, or it's $150 a month for four months payment plan. And everything else, all the other details are, are in that link. So we're going to take a 30 minutes um, to answer questions and hear feedback and, and see where else this takes us. I definitely recommend if you're interested in the course or even just interested in somatics, like let's say you don't want to take the course or maybe you're someone that's already taken it. I strongly recommend staying for the questions because people's questions deepen my understanding of somatics even more. So that means it will definitely deepen yours because I all I do is this and, and these questions like expand my brain every time. It's amazing. So the way we're going to do this is you can go to your chat and make sure you're not chatting to me because I'm not going to see it. So make sure you click on the chat and you click on Camille. You can ask her questions there. She will answer them based on what, what she wants to answer. If she doesn't have the answer or thinks it should be public, she'll ask it for you anonymously. So if you don't want to share out loud or you just want an answer right now to something, Camille is there for that. I will be calling on hands that are raised. And Camille, you just hop in if you need me or want to uh, express one that's in the chat. Um, so if you click on reactions and raise hand, it will put your hand up on the screen and then I'll call people in the order they were. They were, they come up. Nikita. And you just click on mute. Hi. Hey. Hi, everyone. Uh, so I was a part of your course before. So I'm here to just listen and learn more because I just love listening to your podcast. It's just so, so much for me. So I try in one at a time. Uh, so I'm still uh, doing my course. Actually, I have the replays and everything. So I'm still going through them. And I keep uh, doing on things and understanding more about my body. So first of all, thank you. I'm very grateful for the entire course, the whole bundle that I have. It's like a wisdom of so many things. It's like a grandma's uh, <laughs> box I have with me that I keep uh, pulling things out from. <laughs> so I just had a question because I was going through this and... Uh, uh, so I've had a uh, abortion twice and I am, okay. So whenever it comes to having uh, or getting physical with my partner now, after doing that and going through that, and it was a very traumatic phase for me because it was nice and I prepared for it. No one no, prepared me for it because no. And I had no one to regulate it with. I was just with myself. So whenever it now comes to being with my partner, and he's the same person I've been with and again. But now it just feels that I'm not safe with you. I don't want you to be near me. And uh, my whole body just constricts and I, I start getting a very unbearable pain in my uh, my vagina and my pelvis. The whole area, it feels like somebody's burning inside something. So... It just, I just take a moment with that. <laughs> I just kind of not, you know, it's just that I don't, I don't understand 
how to go, I try to breathe through it, but then still can't go ahead with what I really, really desire to be connected with my partner in that space. But I can't, my body's like, I'm sorry. I yes. can't do this. So this is, this is a great example of overcouplings, right? And I thank you for being vulnerable and open with us. But overcouplings, they show themselves to us through constriction. So when there's any kind of, especially like a medical procedure, which is inherently traumatic to the body because it's inherently invasive, that feeling of invasiveness and any pain or bracing against the, the act itself, will that in this case, especially will then get overcoupled or associated to a partner, perhaps, you know, because they're, they're intimately involved in the, the result, right, of why this had happened. So what you want to play with is um, go to week five to the over uncoupling week and let the constriction show you the meaning using that exercise. And that will help you understand when you see him, what's the meaning that comes up from your body that's keeping you from being connected with him. Okay, check that out. And then you can let us know. You can send us something. Thank you, Nikita. Thank you so much. And again, this, this is an example of, of what we're saying. You take the course, you learn, and then something happens in your life, right? Something new happens and it takes you deeper into practice you didn't even know you needed to do or could do or would do from the course and you can go back to something and apply it. So it's a, it's a lifelong practice of applying this. Thank you, my friend. Alina. Hi, uh, my name is Elena. Hello. I have a few questions. Uh, I follow we're just going to do we're just going to do one question for per person. If that's okay. Oh, uh, pick your favorite one. Okay, can I kind of blend two into one because they kind of like together? Yeah. Okay, great. So I follow on Instagram and I love your content. So that's how I found you via this. Um, but my question is. Um, what what is the background of your philosophy for this because i i'm a psychology master student so i i'm going into holistic medicine myself and i've come to a blockage in the uh, academia world where there's no longer um learning space for me uh when it comes to different uh philosophies that i um, am open to. And when I approach my professors, I get a lot of resistance um, when it comes to bringing new information. And a lot of them will call it like foo-foo um, stuff. And another issue I had with it was also the research and what it means to generalize because generalizability as a statistic doesn't make sense to me. Statistics, I love it. I'm very good at it, but it doesn't make sense to me because I believe in the individual experience on a holistic level that we share our consciousness and as a people. Anyway, that's the background. So my question is, mm -hmm. love it. where's your philosophy come from? And does this have a type of certificate or do we, is this more like a self-learning course where it's just like, okay, you've come to this understanding in yourself, kind of like mm -hmm. mini therapy session for a course like a class. Mm -hmm. I love it. This is a really good question. So, and there's so much in it. So I'm going to take my time if I can. <laughs> I'm looking at the hands. There's only one up so far. If more come up, I'm going to stop talking as much. Um, so I love this. I so, this was my experience in college. This is why I dropped out actually. For I'll tell you, there's two reasons I dropped out. 
One was because I didn't believe and I don't believe in the DSM. I just don't. I respect it. I respect medicine. I respect how some people have gotten incredible help through diagnosis and medication. Totally respect it. But I, it didn't feel right in my body to be sitting with other bodies and trying to identify them based on their expressions and then subsequently freeze them in an identity that required medication for them to function. It didn't feel right. It was very, I, I found very small situations or cases where it was actually necessary. And that speaks to what you're saying about generalization. And so the DSM to me can be very generalized because again, there is no scientific basis for most of the DSM. Some disorders have a biology to them. You can actually test and see that based on chemistry and hormone levels. Most of them are expression-based. They're behavior-based. And what I've learned from somatic experiencing, which is the institute I studied with, I somatic experiencing international, what I learned from that is every behavior that comes out comes from a place in you. When that place in you is related to and sat with and you learn somatic techniques with it, the behaviors dissolve. They're no longer necessary. They're signals from an unconscious place inside. Now, the way I was being taught as a psychology major was that these behaviors are you. This thing you're doing is this identity because it says so in the book. Well, who made up the identity? Someone that had their own limited idea of how people should be. Someone that believes in standardized ways of being. Someone who doesn't take in the nuance of um, indigenous practices, of race, of of region, of class. Like there's so many layers to why we behave and express how we do. And when we generalize, like you're saying, based on our own view, we essentially have a concept or a philosophy that then we create an identity for other people to be burdened by. And I know it sounds very judgmental. I'm not trying to judge anyone that does it. That was just my experience of it. So um, yeah, so these these philosophies, the, the specific practices, maybe 50% of them I was learned I learned in the traumatic, uh, the somatic experiencing institute, traumahealing.org. It's a three-year program and they do give you a somatic certificate. You become a certified somatic experiencing practitioner. So you put that onto whatever you do. So I was already a nutritionist and a coach. And that's how I was working with people when I dropped out of school because I also didn't want to be licensed because to be licensed by law, I had to report certain people for things they would tell me and I could lose my license if I didn't. And I also didn't like the idea of being told what I had to do with people's lives and who I'd have to report them to. And if someone yelled at their child, I had to call CPS. And then the child was actually worse off because they were put in a foster home. And it, there's a lot of nuance to it, but it didn't work for me to have some kind of, you know, big bureaucracy telling me how to relate to people in a room where when I started doing this work and I'd be with people who had dissociative identity disorder, bipolar disorder, um, who had been abused, some people who were abusive, I've seen them completely turn these around from nutrition, from yoga, from somatic work. Um, a few with medication because they they have an actual chemical imbalance that they cannot help. And others just from releasing the charge of trauma. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So um, the majority of the philosophies are my own that came from my own body. Some of the actual practices and exercises are from the Somatic Experiencing Institute, which is really born from a bunch of psychologists who also felt the way you felt and decided um, they want to play with uh, the science of trauma, which really just means the biology of it. And these practices and these techniques that they created were born from realizing, oh, when we do this, 
people's adren- adren- adrenalines, their, their a level of adrenaline goes down their body. Their inflammation decreases. Their blood pressure calms down. These behaviors stop. So they do these studies to see when we self-relate and work with a stored charge, we have a physical transformation. Um, so these are people that were also uh, disenchanted by by the the standard model of psychology. Um, so yeah, so my course is not a certificate. A lot of therapists take this course and it has changed their practices forever, but they're not certified because they took it. They're informed. So we tell people, they can say to people, you know, I took this somatic course with holistic life navigation. I'm informed in trauma. I'm informed in trauma-informed nutrition because you are after you take this course and anyone can claim that. But there is no certification yet. It's our dream to get certified and hopefully in the next two years that will happen so people can actually um, practice a bit from these philosophies and models. But right now it's personal self-enrichment. And then if you if it really resonates, you can do the SCI program and get, get some um, uh, additional certificates. Tammy, please unmute. Oh, here you go. Go ahead. Sorry, thank you. So um, I just wanted to kind of echo <laughs> that uh, this is my second time taking the course and I'm actually in membership. But the reason that I'm taking it the second time is that um, I actually was at a terrible state in my life and I couldn't absorb all the information. I couldn't even like rewatch things. That's how hard it was. Um, and so I've been waiting. And one of the things that I found in the very beginning was that the language that you use is very different. And um, it's it's very common once you get into it. It's very easy to understand once you understand what those concepts are. But um, so my idea was I'm a t- I'm a teacher. I, I've, I taught forever and ever, and I, I'm not teaching now. And what I really want to do is um, every week I'm going to be posting about vocabulary and concepts that people don't understand. I'm going to help you some help everybody else try to figure out how to how to see it in a different way. Um, to play with that mind part that we're we're trying to understand what you're under what you're because once you get it I, I'm getting it like I really do get it I'm just not practiced at it and so anything helps and so I just wanted to add that if anybody's kind of on the fence that um, the community aspect of it is something that you don't understand like you really don't understand the safety just like how 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 does um I'm sorry hold on how does Nikita talk about what she just talked about in this space? You say, because it's very safe. These are people from all over the world. Literally, you'll hear tons of different accents um, and point of views. I just can't, I'm, I'm, he didn't pay me to do this, I swear. I just wanted to say that I'm really excited because I, I'm at a point right now where my brain actually is functioning in a way that I can do things that I used to be able to do. And I'm, I'm excited to start again. So thank you. That's it. Sorry about that. But. No apologies. I mean, I'm so moved. Thank you. I mean, that's exactly what moves me about the courses, the community. I, I'll often say to Camille and Marika, I'll be like, I could care less what I'm saying in these things. I can't wait to see what they say on Circle. I can't wait to see what they say in the Q&As because of what you just said. This language is global because it's a body language. It transcends constructs. It transcends language, intellectual. It's the language of the body, which is ancestral. And we all have it. We just don't know how to access. We haven't had practice. 
And what I love about the course being global is just like you said, you get to hear through accents in different places on the planet and different classes and different systems and different ethnicities, how everyone's processing this together and understanding it together. And it, it expands on our understanding of my limited view of it because it's just mine. So I love that. And I, I thank you for coming and 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 processing it out loud with people in circle this time around so they can follow with you and, and play that. I, I encourage everyone to do that. Thank you, Tammy. I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, uh, Luis, real quick, just wanted yeah. to uh, put in a question. Um, can you explain what circle is? Gosh, how do I, I'm so bad at explaining circle. Okay, circle, this is how Marika explains it, which is my favorite. It's what she always wanted Facebook to be. <laughs> That's her, that was always her answer when someone asked, because it looks like that. Like it's like a feed, just like any social media feed, but it's private. It's just for course participants and it's trauma informed. What the hell does that mean? What is a trauma informed social platform look like it's one that doesn't run on debate it doesn't run on fear it runs on sharing it runs on expression and witness and compassion and curiosity so everyone in there is like diving into this pool together of whoa this thing just came up for me what about you it's might be one of the most intimate spaces I've ever experienced in my life physical or virtual and it's um it's it's just a uh, can you help me, Camille? You're better at this than I am. <laughs> like, how would you explain this? Yeah, I would say it's a combination. If you're familiar with these platforms, a combination of, and excuse me, if I, you already said this, Louise, a combination of like Facebook and Slack. If you're familiar with either of those, put those together. And like Louise is saying, it's completely private. So no one else is in there, but it's a really just cohesive online social space where you're able to interact with me, Luis, and other students, where you can post your reflections, your questions, where we post announcements, where we post links to the replays. It's sort of just all-encompassing online space where everything is housed. And you know what? I'm going to share my screen right now. I will show you what it actually looks like because that's going to be better than anything, I think. So this is a preview of what... So this is what the space looks like. You come in and on the left-hand side, now all this is hidden because um, you'll get it through the week. We release each week what that week's exercises and, and philosophies are. So you're not just filled with all these six weeks at once, but like the welcome area. You'll come in, there's a little video about me explaining it, how the circle works. All of our times are here. We have the extra sessions that I didn't even talk about with different other, other people that I've learned from and who take this work much deeper. There's the help desk, guidelines, all this stuff is here in terms of uh, resources. But then there's the introductions area. And this is where you introduce yourself when you come into the course, which I guess is not up because we haven't done it yet. Um, then there's random thoughts, there's community discussion. And so you just click on here and let's say like week one, we have describing sensations. This is a great PDF that Camille put together to help you understand what certain sensations might mean. Discussion, you click here and you would click on... Um, well, it would be here when it's live. You click new post and you would write a post just like you would on any other platform. Um, all the replays are going to be in here. All the exercises and, and audios uh, and PDFs are in here. So everything is in this really nice, like clean looking space that's easily organized and easy to navigate. 
and there's DMs there. So you can DM Camille, you can DM Evan, Marika, myself, if you have like a specific thing you don't want to share publicly. You can delete your post. Like it's totally up to you how you navigate the space. Some people turn on notifications. So when people write something, they get it right away in their email. Some people just check it once a week. But that's the circle space. So when you hear us say circle, that's what we're talking about. We have... So Camille sets up emails through the six weeks that send you the links to everything every week via email. So if circle overwhelms you or you just for some reason just are adverse to it, you'll still get an email every week with the links and inviting you to things. So you don't have to worry about missing out if you don't get on circle right away. But that's why we have the support team. You know, we have four live people that will help you through the whole six weeks. So if you're like, how do I do circle? We'll get on the phone with you and we'll walk you through it. Like you're not alone. So it's it's pretty it's pretty easy. Katarina. Hi, I'm sorry. I'm actually outside. That's why I don't have the Oh, no problem. No problem. And like I'm I wanted to ask uh some questions because like I'm in a weird time in my life. Like I still live with my parents. And one of my parents was actually like abusive to me. And I'm, I'm actually like trying to work out, um, like to work on that part, like is like, like sexual side. And like now that I am freer on the like emotional spectrum, like I can control myself better because I as well, I was diagnosed with the borderline disorder. I'm going to put the video, actually. I want to show my face. Hi. <laughs> and I was diagnosed with borderline and I was also like prescribed medication and I was hospitalized uh, various times and it was really traumatizing. But like now I I started like a healing journey, actually like on my own. Then I met some people that helped me, but it was mostly on my own. And it really helped me and I found a way with like meditation and yoga. Uh, but I think it's still hard. I think like mostly for for the, the boundary part. Because it's like I know I, I have safety within myself. But when there's someone outside, I still Absolutely. have that. And so like I am listening to all these things to your story and it's so mind-blowing because no one talks about this like how it shows as like on a physical level i think this is so helpful and i really want to join but i don't i don't have the money now so i wanted to ask like money wise and also like when does it does the curse start like on which date? Yes, I realized I didn't even say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the course starts on February 6th. We have okay. registration open until the 26th. So registration is open for two weeks. And the reason why we do that is because I'm just going to mute you because there's a feedback. Um, the reason why we do that is uh, we need one week between registration closing and the circle space opening to make sure everyone's taken care of, everyone's uploaded into circle. We don't like people rushing in last minute. So we have it set up that way. There are the payment plans. So there's the 150 a month for four months. What we are putting together now to make things more affordable, if that's a stretch for people, is in the summer, we're going to have a self-led course coming out. So it's all the material of this course, it's me teaching it recorded. It's just not 
it's not, uh, there's no community involved because the money goes to all the people that I'm paying that come in and teach Camille's time, Marika, Evan, all of us holding space, the circle space. Um, but we're going to make a really affordable self-led course. And I'm, I'm hoping that can come out by May, June at the latest. Um, and that's also going to be translated into several languages, which is going to be really cool. So we, that's going to be a great asset for any of you that feel the same way as Katarina. If you're thinking, hmm, I really want to do this, but either I don't have the money right now or it's not a good time right now, that's fine. The self-led course is something you can take your own pace when we release that in the summer. And we'll have, we're doing two more this year. We're doing one in late, late spring and one in fall. So there will be two more. Um, but any questions you have about any more questions about finances or any questions you have about uh, the course itself, please either DM Camille now or just send an email to info at holisticlifenavigation.com. But, but I appreciate, I just want to say, I appreciate your vulnerable sharing that you live in a situation with somebody that you have a past experience of like harm and abuse and trauma. We experience this a lot in the course and, and it's usually the same um situation where you're living at home with the very members where the trauma is rooted from. Uh, and it's amazing to watch people use these practices in that situation and still find transformation, even though they're at the home, seeing the person every day, because they, they learn how to uncouple. So they honor the pain they went through with the person. And then they also honor this new agency of the adult body they're in and what the relationship is like now and what you're able to do with your space. And through doing that, you, you gain more capacity to be able to even handle the trigger and the situation until you can eventually get out of it. So um, it's a good example for all of us because it's we think like, um, I can't heal until this happens. And Camille has talked about this in a, a specific example of hers that she's brought up. Um, you know, you know the one like we talk about walking around your neighborhood, right? Do you want to share that? Because that's a perfect example of an overcoupling. Yeah. Yeah. And and we will get this question a lot around, well, how do I, how do I navigate um, trauma or injustice I experience as a result of being of a, a marginalized community, whether POC, LGBTQ, personal disability, and so on. So I share my personal experience. Or, uh, so like, or living at home with someone where there was abuse. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Or, cool. yeah. Um, and so my personal experience is, yes, I, I'm a Black woman with several other identities. And for a long time, particularly my experience with Black oppression and marginalization was really traumatizing for me. Um, and it had several impacts on me. But one of the things I do now is I'm able to notice the difference between when I'm immediately experienced instances of oppression and marginalization and when I'm not. Now, that's not to say that I'm bypassing the fact that racism is still very real and very present. For example, in my neighborhood, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. So there is a very real likelihood that one day a neighbor or a police officer could come up to me and question why I'm here. That is just the reality of the nature of being Black in the United States right now. So yes, I choose to carry my ID on me just in case a situation like that happens. Now, that said, when I am walking around my neighborhood, I'm not attuning to the fact that I could potentially be questioned as to what I'm doing in my neighborhood. I'm attuning to the fact that the sky is really, really blue today, or I'm starting to notice uh, the leaves are changing because maybe it's going from summer to, uh, to, to fall, or I'm noticing like how it feels in my legs to walk. So that's the difference between the two. I can, I can witness what I'm currently presently experiencing without necessarily bypassing the reality of my situation. 
And that's what we get when we're overcoupled and then uncoupled. It doesn't change reality or what could happen or what has happened. It brings you into what's happening now. And in the what's happening now, depending on your situation, and we've had people in like war countries in the moment taking our course. So they know when they go outside, there, there could be a major threat to their lives. And let's say they have to go outside in two hours. These people are able to find safety where they are right now until the moment something might happen. That's an incredible thing to learn in this lifetime. Because one, something will always happen. And two, depending on your circumstances, something might predictably always happen. But what Camille's saying is we what we'll learn in this course is when we're unconsciously attuning to what could happen, how it's affecting our body before it even does, slash if it does. And that builds capacity. So when something does happen, we can actually move through without getting traumatized. Even if it's a traumatic experience, you can actually move through one without getting traumatized, which we go into a lot in the course. So thank you for lending that, Camille. Um, Camille, do you have anything you want to read? We have about 10 more minutes. I'm going to call more people. I wanted to check with you first. Um, can you speak to, we got a couple of questions around this. Can you speak to the difference between this and the SEI course? How do they complement each other or how are Gosh. they different? I mean, I think we could both speak to it. Yeah, we you, could. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you want to go first and I'll go second? Sure, sure. So I, um, I, I'm, I'm doing both. And I will say I have found the HLN course to be a great um, addition to things that you will be explore, explo, ex, excuse me, exposed to in the SEI course. So in the SEI course, you're really going to be exposed to the, the foundations of somatic work. And then within the HLN course, not only are you exposed to that information, but then we also share how nutrition supplements that, that information or how things like animism supplement that information. So it's a little bit more. Yeah, I would agree. The The SEI course, first of all, you get certified. So that's a great reason to do it. You don't get certified with this one. It's much longer. It's three intenses a year for three years. And there's a lot of in between. We have to get consultations, supervision, private sessions, different credits to, to finish and then get certified. Um, it's really teaching you the practice and technique of SE specifically. Whereas mine is SE informed, but I like to think of mine as more like a love song to the body and the land. I mean, really, like it's a constant integration of the poetry. Um, this is, I'd say mine's a little more spiritual in that sense, where it's really about how the body relates to things around it. It goes into a much more relational piece. So it's not about learning how to do SE with other people. It's learning how to somatic experience your own life. Then from there, the things you do change, right? So the SEI, the, the Trauma Institute, very specific for learning how to practice SE. Mine is very specific for learning how to relate to yourself and the world around you. And one way I can tell that's been different is we get a lot of feedback from, I think, at least over 100 SEPs who have finished TraumaHealing.org's three-year um, um, class training has have come into our doors for six weeks. And they say, I've been doing SE for 12 years and now I get it. Because it's not about the technique, it's about the relationship between my body and my conscious mind, which SE doesn't go into as much. Um, so that's that's the big difference. It's the difference between technique and actually experiencing that relationship inside. Uh, Kimberly, you can unmute. Okay. Um, I have more than one question, so I'm trying to decide. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, my first one was, so I'm 
uh, at a place of very high anxiety, depression, been here for a while. Um, and my body is, well, it just takes such a toll on the body being in that place for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had to go on antibiotics for a week because I had this uh, knee infection. So my body is just starting to like, my gut is kind of burning now from the antibiotics. Um, and, and then, um, yeah, it just feels like my, my body's like off, like because of how long I've been feeling this way. And then and it's just starting to, things are starting to not function well, I guess. And so I'm just like, like when I sat with my therapist and tried to feel in my body, I just felt like I didn't know what I'm feeling. Like I usually at other times can feel into my body and be like, oh yeah, I'm feeling this tightness. And now sometimes now I just like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I feel the antibiotic burning. I feel my heart doing this weird thing. And I, I guess what am I saying? Like, can, can you, oh, I know another thing I wanted to share is I'm going off meds. So I've been doing that for a while. And then I'm, so I'm like, if I go into this course, am I going to be able to feel my body and know what? Yeah. Am I trying yeah, to be, let, let's play with this. I, I think I, I hear you really clearly. Like antibiotics, you know, like, yeah. so this is, I would say this course is excellent for you where you're at because the nutrition piece is as a specific protocol that rebuilds the biome of the gut which you need especially after antibiotics and it doesn't do that through supplements does it through whole foods so the natural fibers in these foods feeds the gut bacteria and can bring it back to a really beautiful balance um, which helps release inflammation which helps autoimmune conditions all these other beautiful expressions come from that but the root of it is it, it takes inflammation and adrenaline out of the gut and rebalances it, which is super important after an antibiotic. Um, I love what you're bringing up here is a term I, I teach about a lot in membership and, uh, and around, which is internal threats. So when we think about this very real physical sensation for Kimberly of like burning in the gut, fast heartbeat, this is how the body is responding to the surgery, to the, the, um, the infection, the illness, the medication. The body is responding to something very real inside of it. And we can mistake in that as like, well, can I do this? Because that's all I'm feeling. But that is your body. So what's really cool about this is even if you have an internal threat, another example would be chronic pain, fibromyalgia, which we get a lot in our course. You get to learn how to witness that instead of being completely taken over by it. And through witnessing it, you also learn other parts in the body that actually feel quite well. And then we do a really, really popular practice called pendulation, where we learn how to go between the two. And it often will lessen the charge and the symptoms that are unpleasant in one of the areas. So the main thing I'm hearing from your question, given all this I'm going through, will I, will I get anything out of this course? This is a good time for me to do it. It's like, absolutely, because it's a great it's a great course that helps you actually rebuild your biology. This is not just philosophy. This is actual practices that change how your body functions through food, through self-inquiry, and through somatic practices. So anyone that has a physical imbalance of the body of any kind, whether it's medically induced or anxiety induced or environmentally induced, this course will address that. Can I promise you're going to feel your body the way you want to? Absolutely not. It's going to be so different for everybody. What I can promise is everything I'm giving you is designed to serve exactly what you just talked about. 
And then I've seen hundreds of people with similar things move through this course and have incredible experiences, whether it was during the course or a couple months after they wrote in. They said, well, it took three months, but this, my insomnia is finally gone. You know, whereas some people, week two is one of the most amazing weeks because the nutrition is like the shortcut to changing biology because food changes our biology within seconds, depending on what we're eating. So when people start implementing the nutrition, whether whether they go full on or they just try one part of it, within days, we just see this flood of comments on Circle of like, whoa, for the first time in my life, I fell asleep at 10 o'clock. For the first time in my life, I woke up and I wasn't addicted to coffee. I can't believe I saw my mother and I didn't have a panic attack. I was able to work all day and come home and feel really present still because the biology changes before even working with trauma. So that's why week two is so important and so unique about this course. The only other trauma healing course I know of that implements nutrition to this degree is Dr. Apigian, Amy Apigian, if anyone's ever worked or heard of her. Her work is phenomenal. And her work is called The Biology of Trauma. And it's amazing. And it's very, very, it's the 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 self-relating and like spiritual philosophy and animism, you're not going to find that there, but you're going to find the biology there, like hardcore. And so if the biology of trauma is like really like rocking your world and you want to do the deep work with that, she's someone I, I highly recommend. Um, but that's the only person I know that's really doing in this circuit, um, focusing nutrition. Because if we understand trauma as biology, and nutrition changes biology within minutes. Why are the two not being integrated? You know, and the answer is just because people teaching about trauma just never learn nutrition. It's just that simple. It's innocent. Um, where there's a, some of us that have started with nutrition and now we're learning about trauma, we're like, oh, light bulb moment. So you'll get most people, I can't say for sure, most people will get a really successful response in their bodies in this course versus other courses or things because of the nutrition piece. Um, we're going to pause questions. Um, I'm going to ask Camille if there's one that you feel really important to share or not. Uh, let me see. I think I got to them. Uh, I most of them. Okay, let's ask this one. Um, can you speak to trauma and age? particularly someone who may be over 50 or 60 um, may have been doing this work for, for a while. What, mm -hmm. how is this still relevant potentially? Oh yeah. I mean, the elders of our community like blow my mind. So we have these elders in the membership that we've been working with for a while that um, some in their seventies, some in their sixties. Um, my eldest client ever was in her late eighties and it was amazing to see people that had decades of trauma response, which really just means my body has learned a habit for managing all that charge. Decades of that. And they find shifts happening pretty quickly when they integrate these pieces. And when I say integrate these pieces, my work is not about strategy. It's not about, I'm going to sit down and do the practice and feel better. That's the beginning because you're learning the practice. My work is about creating a, a personal personal um, relationship with your body where your own intuition meets the sensations that come up. So it becomes really relational and very natural and very intuitive. 
And that's why I see people, regardless of their experience and how old they are, where they come from, what they're currently experiencing now, they see these incredible shifts. Even if they've done SE work, we've had so many people come in. One person I remember did 20 years of SE work. And they said, this is the first time they actually can self-regulate. They could co-regulate and they could understand auto-regulation, but they didn't really learn how to self-regulate. Because self-regulation is really a relationship between conscious mind and body. So it's beyond strategy, which means if you've done strategies before, you're going to get so much here. Because like 10% of this is strategy. And what I mean by that is just like following the practices to test them out. 90% of it is experience and relationship building to self. And that's what's very different about my style, about Camille's style, about how holistic life navigation really functions and teaches and holds space. And you'll see that in the community spaces. Um, if you join, you'll see the language people use and how they how they express themselves is very, very, very different. We're going to pause here because we have to start closing. So before we do that, I just wanted us to take a moment to try a little practice that I love called feeling the now. And again, we'll practice right now, no expectations. We'll just see what it's like in my body to feel where it is right now and to learn the difference between where it is now and where it is in the mind, right? So just start by using your eyes to look around the space you're in and find one thing in the space you're in that you like. There might be 20 things, but just choose one. And when you find that one thing, really look at it. And instead of using your mind with it, Go to the body and see how does my body experience what I'm looking at and really notice what are the sensations there? What emotions arise? Do you yawn? Do you stretch? Does something shift somewhere in you? See what it's like just to take that in. And this is a little diagnostic practice to see what's my capacity for being here where I am right now, not on the webinar, but here in the space you're in. What parts of me can feel this room? What parts of me are constricted or numb? This is a really simple but deeply profound foundational practice of just noticing what parts of me are here and just see what your body shows you. See how it feels. See what it tells you. And without like a hierarchy of what you should be learning, like, oh, I should have more of me here and it's not. Just notice what is here. This is the beginning of body communication. You're letting the sensations show you your capacity for experiencing something in the space around you. And if you just practice that for a little bit without taking the course, so much will happen. Just that couple minutes noticing how much of me is in this room because it calls you back to here and it takes you from past and future. So right now you can have a little pause, a little rest, a little capacity building. And if you notice no part of me is here, I feel anxious and racy and and constriction. Then you're learning a lot. You're learning your body's in a place of really dominant fear. It's not your fault. It's where your body is. And it it isn't able to attune to your present yet. And that will change, you know, with time and practice too. Camille, anything you want to add before we close? Uh, no, I just, uh, thank you all for, for being here. Um, I know this can be a lot to take in. And as Louise said, if you had any, any questions, please follow up with us. And for those of you who will be signing up, I look forward to seeing you in the course in a few weeks. Thank you all so much. Um, remember this is being recorded. So if you want to unmute and say goodbye, you can, but your face might be shown. So if you want to say goodbye, go for it. I guess, hold on, let me make it so you can unmute yourself. Okay.
So you can say goodbye if you want to. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. So that's the end of today's episode. Notice where you feel the episode inside of your body. Those sensations, those expressions. That's how your body speaks to you. Sit with it. Be with it. And let whatever wants to come up, come up. Because all the wisdom you're looking for is right there in those sensations. If you want to go deeper into these practices or find more information about my work, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.